Um, so as a part of Spring Sewing, um, I asked one of our members, um, Min, to share just a testimony um, about what God has been doing and what it means for her to seek the kingdom first. Um, so if you guys can give her a warm round of applause. Thank you. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, sorry. Before the paper fly away. Okay, um, hi everyone, um, so I'm Min, um, so if you have not met me before, um, so yeah, I've been asked to share my testimony today, um, to be honest, uh, I felt really nervous when I was asked to share because I actually didn't know what I could share with you guys, so yeah, um, hopefully this testimony will be an encouragement to you, um, if you're wondering where God is in your life right now and how he could use someone like you and me um, for his glory and his kingdom. Um, so I've been on missions a couple of times, um, and this time round will be my fourth trip to Cambodia. Um, and as I reflect on my past trips, um, whenever I put my hands up for missions, there's always this sense of excitement, readiness, or at least I knew what I was doing or why I was going, which was to serve God in the most possible missional way. Um, and so each time I would prepare my heart um, in anticipation of what's to come, which is to witness the amazing work of God in a foreign land and also to experience His love for His people, including me. However, this time around, it was very different. So for family and friends um, who know me, like my fellow sisters in Christ from a journey group, um, last year was actually a really difficult season for me. Um, I was struggling to cope with the many changes in life. Um, and there was this overall sense of hopelessness, um, bitterness, and also stagnation. Um, I actually felt really stuck. It's like circling around on the same spot again and again. It was a period of dryness, um, desolation, burnout, and it was difficult to find peace and joy no matter how hard I try. Um, so if you heard Pastor Steve's sermon a few weeks ago, um, when he spoke about like praying through the seasons, um, he spoke about the four distinct seasons in our lives. Um, I was basically in winter at that time. And, when win and my winter actually went on for quite a while. Um, it actually all the way up until this year, just before Chapel announced for another round of missions to Cambodia. Um, at first, I did not think about the trip at all. Um, and I was very certain I was not going because I did not have the time and I already made lots of plans for the second half of the year. I know it's quite dumb to tell God that, hey, my plan is actually more important than yours and I really don't want to go. Um, but most of all, I was actually really scared. Um, I was scared of burning out again, worried about doing too much and also did not feel ready to meet people um, and also just really fearful of going back to winter, just shortly coming out of it. Um, so for the first time, I was also very unsure about my intentions for missions. Yet I felt God impressing on my heart that I should go. And so I felt really torn. Um, and with only one week left before the team starts preparation, I prayed and asked God that if he would clear up my schedule and make it irrefutably possible for me to go, then yes, I'm all in. Um, and that's exactly what happened within that one week before the preparation actually starts. Um, God really opened the way within that week and made it possible for me to be part of this amazing team. Um, however, even after making up my mind and starting preparation with the team, I was still struggling in my heart. I did not feel ready and did not know what I could offer to him in my state of fear and helplessness. Um, many thoughts actually went through my mind, 
like, why would God use me in my fears and doubts um, to serve His people when there are probably many more other people who are ready and more qualified than me to go on missions for Him? And also, if He's already made a way for me, then should I have feel more at ease, peaceful, and also excited for missions by then? Um, this unsettledness actually went on for a few weeks and I kept praying and searching for an answer and also asking for God to prepare my heart if that was really His plan. Um, thankfully, He really met me at where I needed Him the most. Um, so during one of my morning runs, um, I usually listen to a sermon. Um, the verses 21, 20 to 21 from Ephesians 3 was actually shared. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That was the moment when it finally clicked for me. Um, that was not about how much I can do on my own strength, but rather how much do I trust in his power that's in me? How much do I trust in him? And how much am I willing to let him work in me? Um, to bring me out of my self-doubt, feelings of inadequacy and hopelessness. To find the peace and joy that he so willingly wants to give it to me. That's when I realized the reason for my struggle was because I was focusing a lot on how I actually can perform. Instead, what I should have focused on was actually how I should have laid down my pride, humble myself and make myself available to him. And after that, it was so much lighter in every way. It was much easier and more peaceful to actually start preparation for missions, um, the joy to serve, and also even less awkward in interactions with people. It actually takes a lot of energy out of me to need to interact as an introvert. So that actually came by much easier. Um, as Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God just wants to be with us, journey with us, and lighten our burdens if we will only let Him. Now, as I look back, I'm really thankful for my winter season. I'm also even more thankful for God's missional heart. That He kept reaching out and pursuing me, even when I felt so far away from Him. It was in such moments that I'm reminded of what a heart... Um, what a true mission of heart is supposed to be like. What, one that is a wellspring of overflowing love, pouring out on everyone regardless of their circumstances, and also how fortunate we are to actually have the OG missionary to learn from. I know that in such time and age, when we are constantly distracted by external things, as well as by the internal warfare that's waging in our minds, the last thing we seem capable of doing is to want to show care and love to others as we feel that we have nothing more to give and nothing more to offer. But it is during such times that we need to remind ourselves even more of God's missional love, of how He loved us first so that we can love Him and His people. I know that it is easier said than done, but the more we practice and exercise these postures of continuously praying to and trusting in Him and loving Him and His people, it will get easier. And so my prayer is that, Whatever struggle you may be going through, won't you step out in faith and trust God that He has got your back? That He is here waiting for you to come to Him and give Him your burdens. And may you experience His missional heart for you, regardless of the season you might be in, even if it's winter. Because our God is a steadfast and faithful God present in all our seasons. 
So how would you challenge yourself to be missional this week? It could be starting with something small, like being more mindful of others' needs, reaching out to a family member or friend, or even just simply keeping us, the Cambodia team, in prayer. I pray that whatever your current situation may be, may you trust God in faith, pray unceasingly, and love from an overflow. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Min. Um, One of the great privileges that I have um, just prepping with the team is seeing how people change and how uh, God meets um, each of us where we are. And I can tell you 100% the team is not the same from when we started two months ago or three months ago. So during the, at this time, I want to invite um, our speaker for today, um, Jun Kim, missionary Jun Kim. He is um, a special friend of our family and also then our church. Um, he, there, he's also going to be our camp speaker. So this is a little preview to what is to come. Um, but yeah, uh, just this is, this is actually really special. Um, so let's welcome him um, and he'll bring the word today. Thank you everyone for welcoming me. Well, it is very special for me to be standing in this pulpit, speaking out. Well, before I say anything, Min actually gave us a wonderful sermon, not a testimony. That's all that I wanted to say. God is there, He is living, and as we trust in Him, He will do something for us. That's it. That's the basic and fundamental of our faith. And one more thing, Min, uh, the Cambodian winter is not that cold. <laughs> you will not coming into the cold winter. <laughs> Still, uh, it makes you relax. Don't worry. Okay. Is the photos slide ready? Okay. Good. Let's shortly pray. Father God, thank you for giving us this wonderful occasion and we just devote our heart to your presence and give us your heart so that we can get in touch together and we can have a sense of your kingdom within us through this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, I used to live in Australia. That's where I uh, met Steve and Mel as a family friends. And... Um, I relocated my team, ministry team, back in 2013 to Cambodia. And uh, in the preparation time, I prayed, God, what would be the theme of my journey, uh, mission journey in Cambodia? And he gave me one word, kingdom of God. And uh, he said to me like this, you will see my kingdom there. I'm not asking you to Build up the kingdom there, and that's my job. And you will see my kingdom. And you will testify what my kingdom is. So I realized kingdom of God is not mine. It's not what I can do. It's him who found it, who expanding it, and who established it where he likes to set so probably that was the moment that uh, the, the taking initiative 
came over to him about kingdom of God from my own hands, even though I prepared my team to go over to mission field. That's how I learned about kingdom of God. And I stayed there for a little bit more than 10 years now, so I can give you a little bit of my testimony how his kingdom has established in Cambodia through our team and through me. Well, um, our, my, our team actually uh, landed in Phnom Penh, the capital city of Cambodia. And it is quite big now, but back then, 10 years ago, it's not so big and well established. Uh, many ladies walked in uh, Red Light Street, and it was quite rampant there that time. So our team, the counseling team, the nature of our team was counseling team, and we wanted to do something for them so that they can recuperate themselves under good care. And if there's some uh, pregnant ladies, we will help them to give a safe birth. That was the project. But we were not able to engage in that uh, project. God's plan was different. So, well, yes, you do whatever you like to do. At the uh, Perhaps uh, two years later, God suddenly gave us a wonderful mission field that was well located in right next to the killing field uh, site, and it's a rubbish dump site. Many, many uh, rubbish, rubbish dump trucks in and out every day, and it's a it's pile of uh, rubbish there. Everything from the big city, Phnom Penh, comes into that place and dumped out. And there are a group of people who live their life on top of that rubbish mound, and they collect some rubbishes, sell them, and survive day after day. I learned that different plastic bags have different price tags. The white illuminated one, they are higher. They are pricey. And black, colored one, they are cheaper. Because when they make chips out of those plastics, the white and uh, the clear ones can be tinted to different colors. Very little, tiny difference, but that little tiny difference gave them different yearning to have clear and cl uh, white plastic bags, more than black ones. Our life is just connected to those little things. And we started our ministry uh, looking after them with a medical uh, practice because back, back, yes, this, 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 uh, this was how it looked like. So trucks come in and people just keep collecting something. And beside their location, we try help them. That's what God asked us to do. And uh, one day, Sohi, my wife, sitting back there, can you look at her? <laughs> She's my wife. And without her, we could never gone this far. So next. And there was a pregnant lady, even though in, on the uh, trash mound, life always flowed through. So new ones born and Many people died because of the accident and because of the aging. The life flows. 
and we were able to touch them and uh, help them. The main reason to be there was not something uh, heroic, something uh, humanity, uh, humanistic. The thing that God asked us to do was to present His presence through our action and through our facial expressions. And even the simple way of through our standing by. Not anything important, but coming and standing by and sharing heart, smiling together. Those simple things, very important. Because not many people wanted to go there. It's very stinky and smelly. The last thing that we can bear is the smell, not the sight. When you smell it, your whole being wanted to come away. But we, our team, was encouraged by the Holy Spirit to come inside and try to share our heart to them. And... Uh, we relocated our ministry in 2019 to Siem which is a little bit nicer city, a tourism city. You know Angkor Wat is located there. But uh, the aim was the same, medical mission to the remote villages in northern part of Cambodia. Also, God suddenly gave us a new mission field as a bridge of hope. Then. Uh, perhaps that, that, m- m- that location was visited by your team last time. And uh, with the medical team, we, we are moving clinics. So we just pack up many things, ultrasound and dental sets, and a little bit of uh, surgical instruments and the medicine going to the deep village where people couldn't see the doctors often and they just neglect. They suffer and they having lots of different troubles because of that neglection. Anyway, we operate the dental clinic there and scanning different people to detect their issues and troubles and let them know what is going on and how to care. Mostly they don't have any uh, means to care well for themselves, but at least we can let them understand where they are at in their uh, medical condition. Also, we do a little bit of uh, local anesthetic surgery, so removal of cysts and a little bit of uh, the abscess can be removed and so on, and we serve like that. And also, importantly, we pray. Because the reason why we visit there is not just giving them the medical services, but giving them the opportunity, the opportunity to get in touch with the Spirit of God. And that Spirit of God is the essence of His kingdom. And I will talk to you a little bit at the end about what I understand of His kingdom. Also, we have a different location in Siemnip, uh, Bridge Hope Hope. It's a community care service, including a little school from 
grade one to three, grade four to six, they need to go to the public school because they need a certificate to go over to the next stage. But up until the uh, grade three, it's okay. We can, we can hold them in our premises and we feed them. And every day, two meals, morning and lunch, and they come and eat. Some of them, that's the only meal they can take for the day because that's, that's their life background. The location of this ministry is a little bit outskirts of Siam uh, Nib and used to be a very poor village and community. Now the city is expanded, so it's well included in the city sector, but still in this uh, little section is financially uh, neglected and uh, not well covered. We also have a soccer time, so some uh, donation, designate donation comes to this soccer team and we just give them opportunity to play around with a ball and with a uniform, wonderful. Having uniform for them is something very special and we played like that. And we recently built up a uh, badminton team and uh, nine students picked up Special coaching system was arranged, and they graciously uh, offered their uh, talent to teach our students. So they went to the national competition a few weeks ago in Phnom Penh. They lost every game. <laughs> because they are, their, their, their heights are smallest, they are not well equipped, but that was excellent wonderful opportunity for them to go outside of CM Nib and looking around something different. I was thrilled, even though they lost every game. <laughs> we were happy because they were happy because of that opportunity, special. And just let me talk a little bit about our school and uh, this school is very special. That's one of the teachers and cutting the nails of students right in the school. And sometimes, in a, a once every week, little ones will come near to the water site and uh, teachers give them shampooing and combing and catching the lice. Have you ever seen teachers doing that to students in the school? Well, I've seen it for the last many years. In our ministry, we look after children, we look after community, but our missionary's heart is go, go towards those Cambodian co-workers. We want to build them up as uh, missionaries for the next generation. Because mission work is not actually a work, it's a life expression. How to live a life. Nothing, something Superman-like, just general like us. Everybody can wash children's hair. Everybody can clip the nails. But not everybody can do that because having special heart is absolutely needed. And that special heart has been cultivated in our heart, the missionary's heart. Now it's being downloaded 
to our next generation leaders in Cambodia. And hopefully, they will carry on what we have been doing for the next generation to Cambodia. Then we will be, I will be uh, 65, 6, and a bit older, and okay, bye-bye. It's your turn. My time is out. Every missionary will pay, fade out, and they need to consider what to leave behind. Not buildings, not ministries, people, special people with a special heart carry the same spirit, the spirit of kingdom of God. Let me ask you one thing. What is the definition of kingdom of God? Very simple. God is king. No doubt. As we consider his kingdom, he is king. That's the kingdom of God. Who can, come, who can proclaim that? Not the land, not the tree, not the world, but our heart, our spirit. In our spirit, missionary spirit, kingdom of God established, and he called us to go to Cambodia. Now we are trying our best to build up that kingdom of God in their heart. And that's their turn. Their turn will come soon, and they will live out a life considering God is there, he is living, he is the leader of all and their life. That's it. That's the kingdom of God. We are not serving him to make the kingdom of God. We are there for him to establish his kingdom within us. We are the beneficiary, primary beneficiary. Every people who are living, trying to live a mission alive will be the first beneficiary for the kingdom of God. What is that? We can believe God is living and God is there for us. What, when, what time? In difficult times, in troublesome times, in lonely times. Min actually wonderfully testified us. During the time of hardship, she opened her heart, allowing God to come. Things turned upside down and changing. Why? Not because we are trying to change. We have been trying to change many things for many, many years for some people, but not going anywhere much. But when we allow God to be real in our heart and spirit, he will do something for us first. And we need to enjoy that fellowship. If we want to be missionaries, if we want to be somebody who introduce the kingdom of God to other people. If we don't enjoy, how could we make other people excited to get to know God more? That's our mission. Not work, but allowing God to come so that we can be serviced, we can be ministered, and we can be comforted, and we can be well cared, so that we truly can believe God is there all the time, and he loves me. That is the moment when the kingdom of God resides in our heart and spirit. That's why Jesus said, kingdom of God is not there. We're here. We're there. It's right among us, within us, and among us. Among those people who believe in God is there and living and caring 
and loving and kingdom of God is there. That's my definition out of my more than 30 years of missional life. I devoted myself to it as a missionary when I was 29. Now I'm 59, 30 years. And summary of the 30 years of journey working with Holy Spirit together is simple. Christianity, kingdom of God, is a simple thing. God is there. I can't see him, but I can believe him. I cannot hear his voice every time and every moment, but I can believe and trust what he already said to me you know, in my spirit so that I can step up the platform where he laid out, I am with you. I walk along with you. The reason why I sent my son Jesus was to bless you and to make you happier. That's my desire. Let me give you one testimony. While I was serving the patients in the Robisidum site, I became doctors. I didn't like prescribing all day long, not saying anything about gospel or God. But God, that's what God asked me to do after 25 years of not practicing medicine. And one day, as I keep looking after patients, about 70 some days, 120 a day, with interpreter, it's a huge job having no extra brain to think about gospel. And I sent one patient with a prescription to the pharmacy department. I grumbled to God, what am I doing here? What am I doing now? It's connected to your kingdom or mission? No, I don't feel it. Every moment I look after patients and listening to their symptoms and compute and analyze and possible diagnose without much device to settle it but giving them some prescription, one after another. Where is the mission? And while I was looking after next patient, my spirit was communicating with God. And he told me one one thing. June, what do you think I desire to give them the most? That could be the mission's definition. And without my hesitation connected to, he just straight after, he just gave me the answer. I want them happier. They came with a pain to you. And you give them, you listen to them, and you give them comfort and care and medicine. And tomorrow, if they become happier than yesterday, that's what I want to do. That's what I want them to experience. Because of me, you are representing myself. After I heard that, my whole heart was settled. Okay, if that was your intention, I can do it all day long, every day. 
as long as I remember your presence is right inside of me. Kingdom of God. The people who carry the kingdom of God showing nothing different than other people in the society. We eat, we study, we work, we talk. But one thing different, because we know God is within us. We know the reason why we live in the society is because His love is overflowing, not squeezed out, overflowing. We need to prepare our heart, settle in His care and love, so that His kingdom well established within us. Then it will flow out. They are Cambodian staff and future missionaries. Not everybody are Christians, but they know the love of God because they've been in there with us for a few years already. We have a very, uh, very interesting saying in Cambodia. Teams coming to Cambodia, be aware of that. Do not look into children, Cambodian children's eyes. It's very dangerous because you will fall into it. Those beautiful eyes stuck in your mind and it will come to you. They are beautiful. They are beautifully made by his by his hands. And it is our privilege to love them and care them. And it is our privilege to be thanked by them. You know, the wonderful privilege for missionaries is not giving them, giving them something. Receiving, more important, because whenever I come to the school, they all come, rush to me and give me a big hug. Actually, they ask me to give get them a big hug, but I consider it, they give me a big hug. Welcome. I welcome you because you carry love and care. I welcome you to come into my heart. That welcoming message, keep coming into my heart and reward me so that I can come back again, so that I can be encouraged by the love that has come from above. Now, my children, they pray. And I believe the kingdom of God is gradually being settled in our children's heart. There are two things I want to mention when we try to live in the kingdom of God. One thing. As we believe God is there, and he's living and actively ministering, do not try to do everything with your own hands. That's not believing. Leave important parts of your life empty for him to come and fill in. Then you will see he's living God. If we're not doing that, we are not living, operating our life on the platform of kingdom of God. He's living God. Let me give you one simple testimony. When I prepared my mission work, I prepared 
120 nicely printed newsletter. It has a hashtag underneath the my bank account. You know the reason and intention. And he asked me, June, can you tear them off? <gasps> no, I can't. I want them to know that I am going overseas as missionary so that I can receive money. <laughs> Do you believe that I am living? Yes. Do you believe that I can care you? Yes. Why not caring? Then, oh, that was the moment that I realized I believed something, but I didn't act on it. That night, I cried a lot, struggled a lot, cried a lot, and tear them up. God, as I try to let them know you are living and caring, God, show yourself to my life. From today, I leave an empty space for you. Only you can fill it up. From that day, back in 1993, end of September, until today, deliberately, I don't put my bank account on my newsletter. I am here. You, you know Joshua Kim is my son. He's living right there. And he's in Cobbs Harbor now doing internship, grown very well. And my second son is working in the Liverpool hospital. And my first son, I saw them a few days ago in Kayama, wonderfully offered uh, mention. And I saw my first granddaughter there. And they're living in Canberra, well grown up. How? I didn't earn money. I empty the space for God who can show him as living God. We deliberately need to give him a space because he's very gentle. He's not forcing. As we leave a space, he will fill it up. I promise you, because my 30 years of life gave me enough evidence. That understanding and believing God as living God gives us, gives us good platform to work on new lifestyle. You know, new, uh, new couples, when you, when you uh, parent, when you do parenting for your children, you also need to use this empty space. Do not fill up everything with your, your own effort and your own provision. They will be spoiled. You need to leave a room so that God can fill it up, they can fill it up. Couples, same thing. Do not try to fill up everything for your spouse, for your partner. They will be spoiled. You need to leave a space for them to move around for them to fill up with God together. That is the very, very important key and asset of understanding kingdom of God. God is living, God is loving and caring. As we learn how to live with him together, 
He will show himself up to our very everyday life. Well, I was not given this long, but perhaps I need to zip my mouth. <laughs> well, welcome. New team, come to Cambodia soon. Chris, are you coming? Wonderful. We will have the youth camp together with a church in Cambodia where we are deeply connected to. And that will be a wonderful occasion that you guys get to know each other and learning, mutually learning back and forth. And you can be built up and you will help them to grow. And we can grow together like this. Let's pray together.